You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 171. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Do you like this title? You're successful. Now what? That is pretty much exactly how I felt when I was living my life as a trial attorney and thinking, okay, so now what? Like, what's next? I guess this is it. This is the top. This is the pinnacle. Is this it? So I want to really talk to you today about possibility and reconnecting with ourselves. And I'm going to debunk five myths that we have been told and that we tell ourselves that keep us in place, that keep us from changing. And, you know, I've been doing some thinking about what it really means to reconnect with what we want after years of having no other focus than studying to become and then becoming a lawyer. If you're a type A, ambitious, overachieving lawyer, which you probably are if you're here, then you've always been a hard worker. There's no doubt about that. You worked hard to get where you are. But once you officially became a lawyer, something may have changed. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you have something that gnaws at you. Maybe you don't know what it is, but there's something calling to you. It feels like an urge to do something, but you may not know exactly what it is. There's this voice telling you that there's something more. Maybe you have no clue what this this is that you're supposed to want or that you desire. All you know is that it doesn't feel good to ignore that part of you. Or maybe you know exactly what it is, but you've been putting off taking action on it. Today I want to shine a light on what you may be feeling and help you get clarity on what's happening for you and develop the courage to take action on it. After all the time, money, and expectations you've invested into where you are right now, it might feel indulgent to you to ask for more. You might be asking yourself, shouldn't I be happy? Or you may be telling yourself, maybe it's not possible for me to be happy or fulfilled. Maybe it's not possible for me to have more in my life. Maybe I shouldn't even ask for more because I already have so much. So let's clear this up right now. This voice, this voice that's questioning whether you should want more or are capable of having more is a liar. I know this firsthand. That voice is the voice of our brain that talks to us whenever we're thinking about trying something new. Our brain doesn't like new because it doesn't want anything to jeopardize our safety. If you're making money, have a roof over your head, or staying fed, and you attribute all of that to being a lawyer and practicing the law, well, 
then your brain thinks you are safe because of that job. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, then you know that it's actually our thoughts creating the feeling of safety. It's not the job. It's not the money. It's not the roof or even the food. (laughs) There are multimillionaires who feel unsafe and worry that they don't have enough money, that they haven't saved enough food in their basement. And there are people living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, who don't worry about having enough money. It's not a problem for them. You can have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and still need to remind yourself that you are safe and that everything will be okay. How do I know this? (laughs) Because when I decided to leave my law job, all the fears and doubts came up. That's what happens when we make a decision. It's not all rainbows and daisies. You get feelings. (laughs) My brain wanted to question my decision even though I knew in my heart it was the right one. One of the ways I overcome this voice when it enters my head is to remind it that I have enough, that I always have been able to take care of myself, that I created the feeling of safety, not my job. If you've never had a coach before or you haven't been trained as a coach, then this can be difficult because you don't have anyone helping you train your brain to notice when this happens and to automatically start having this kind of conversation with yourself to generate courage or to know that this is even a conversation that is possible for you, that it is something that you can use to change how you are behaving in your life. A coach helps you rewire your brain so you can go after what you want, even when it's scary. You're doing the work every single week to practice these skills. Each session is like making a deposit in your bank account. Over time, you generate compound interest that helps you make leaps and bounds. Now, if you haven't scheduled a strategy session with me to learn about how we can work together, I invite you to book a call. I believe with my whole being that coaching is magical. It changes lives. I see it in my life. I see it in the lives of my clients. You can go to dinacataldo.com to book a call with me. This pull we feel to go after something, anything is a gift. It shows you there is a part of your life you are not living into. It's showing you that there's possibility you're not allowing yourself to fulfill. Once you can see that, the question becomes, where do I start? And that's where I see lawyers become confused. They don't take action on this gnawing feeling. They don't start. Their brain tells them everything I've already gone over. Maybe I can't be happy. Maybe I should try to be happy. Maybe I should wait and see what happens. And then it adds in things like, I'm just so tired. I'll do it later. There's so many possibilities. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just lazy. I should be working harder. And then they proceed to to try to become more disciplined, which might last a week or two. And then they fall into their same old habits. And then they beat themselves up some more because they fell into their old habits. How can I know all this? Because I've been through it and I see it all the time in my clients. They say things like, I don't know. They stay in I don't know land because they think they need to have it all figured out before they take any action. This is the perfectionist in us. We try to think our way out of the problem. But when you do this, the thinking is wrong. I want you to notice this. You can't think your way out of a problem with the same brain you use to get into the problem. You have to generate new powers of thinking. You have to be able to think 
differently. It's like trying to solve a geometry problem with calculus, right? It's like trying to play a piano, what, I want to say like a piano sonata or something with a guitar. Like you just can't do it. It doesn't work. Another thought they have is I don't want to waste time and energy if I don't know if this is the thing, right? Like the sky parts, there's angels singing. They don't want to do anything until they get that. Another thought, I should feel sure about this before I do anything, or maybe I won't follow through on fill in the blank new thing anyway, so why should I bother? If any of this is clicking with you, nothing has gone wrong. You are 100% normal. The real problem is that you believe these thoughts to be true. You buy these voices that are talking to you in your head, hook, line, and sinker, instead of questioning them. And you can't even question them until you learn the tools to do so and use them every time you get a thought like this in your head. You won't be able to make any progress. It's like trying to navigate a ship in the middle of the ocean without having a compass, with no stars, and without seeing land. You're staying afloat but you don't have any real direction. The kicker is until you decide to take a step forward, any step, you can't gain the strategic byproducts you need to keep moving forward. A strategic byproduct is a benefit you gain that you may not have thought of when you started something. So for instance, when lawyers book a consult with me, the strategic byproduct they get is learning how their brain processes decisions. One of the skills my clients learn is how to make decisions more quickly so they can accumulate more experiences. So once they sign on with me, they're like, oh, that was the first step is just making that decision to move forward. And then everything is like, okay, next step, next step, next step. Because staying in indecision limits your experiences and that limits our ability to move forward. So booking a consult is the first step for my clients to show them how their brain works when they process a decision. And if they work with me, they learn how to develop their decision-making muscles. Learning how their brain works when processing a decision is a strategic byproduct of their taking the step to book the call. For another example, when I started my first business, I learned how to do video. Not only all the technical stuff, but I learned how to process all the emotions that I had because I had a lot of stress, self-doubt, and worry about how I looked and what people thought about me. I I had to work through all of that during my first business, and that allows me to show up much more powerfully and confidently in my coaching business when I'm doing video. The alternative to making a decision to go in any direction, right, is that you stay stuck. You don't make any moves in any direction. You just stay afloat. What is the price of staying stuck, of just staying afloat? Ask yourself this. For me, the price of staying afloat was never feeling fulfilled. It was always feeling like I was missing out on a life I was supposed to have lived. It was wondering whether I could have been more or done more with my life. It was leaving money on the table when I believed I could make more than what I was making as a lawyer. It was feeling trapped instead of free. It was waiting to live my life until I was too old to enjoy it. That would have been the price for me. Maybe yours are different. Ask yourself what the cost is of not taking action on that feeling gnawing at you that you're meant for more. 
I want to help your brain start to deconstruct the the lies that it might be telling you. So I am going to take a few of the most common thoughts that we just went through and break them down. So I picked five, well, really six, and you'll see how that works out. But I picked these because these are the ones I see the most. These are ones that have I have been impacted by. They're ones that my clients have been impacted by. And so I know that at least one of these is something that is impacting you and preventing you from taking those steps forward to reach your highest potential, to really feel fulfilled. So number one, I should feel sure about this before I do anything. There's this myth that angels will sing and the sky will part when we've made the quote unquote right decision. This is a lie. Decisions are not supposed to be comfortable. They're not supposed to feel easy. It's supposed to feel uncomfortable because our brain is flipping out that we're trying something new. Once I learned this, it was like I discovered the key to the universe. Once we make a decision, we feel discomfort. And once we make a decision and keep making decisions, we start to move through the discomfort faster. But there's going to be discomfort no matter what level of the game you're playing at, whether you are Oprah in 1985 or Oprah in 2010 or Oprah in 2021. Like it doesn't matter what level of the game you are playing at, you are going to feel discomfort every time you grow. We know we are up-leveling ourselves when we feel uncomfortable. It's called growing pains for a reason. Really understand this because if you are allowing your brain to take over when it feels uncomfortable, you will never move forward. Unless you allow and accept that, yes, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. And yes, if I move into discomfort, I am going to grow. Unless you understand that at a deep, fundamental, core level, like in your being, you will not move forward because your primal brain's just going to have you under its control. You will never be able to take charge of your life. So really, really go back and listen to this if you need to. But feeling uncomfortable, that is the first sign that you're going in the right direction, that you are going in the direction of growth. Number two, there's so many possibilities. I'm just overwhelmed. And then you don't start. This is really a thought that's along the same lines as the first lie I broke down. Your brain is trying to keep you scared so you don't change anything. Remember, you've successfully kept yourself alive up till now. Your brain thinks any changes means you could die. (laughs) You will not die if you pick something and move on. You can always change your mind and you will pick up strategic byproducts along the way so you're never wasting your time. At the very least, you will discover whether you do or don't like something. Just decide on something and go. So here's the thing. It's not an all or nothing proposition, right? You can stay a lawyer and do other things. You can leave the law and do other things. I decided I wanted to stay in the law because I liked getting the paycheck and I liked what I did and I learned how to enjoy the things that I didn't enjoy doing. And that just took some mental work for me. And sometimes I I do that with my clients too. But really, you can stay a lawyer and try different things. So here's just a few things that I tried to see if I could satisfy that itch to feel more fulfilled. I tried painting. And when I say I tried painting, I tried watercolor, acrylic, Copic markers, oils, charcoal, color pencils. I mean, you name it. I tried all of it. 
because I, I, I enjoyed it. And I thought, well, maybe one of these I enjoy more than the others. I don't know. I tried everything. Okay. I played the guitar, which I still love. I did some writing, which now I get to incorporate in my business. I blended tea. I sold tea online. Um, I did some gardening, which I still do. I mean, you get the point. I tried everything. I was looking for what fulfilled and what felt fulfilling to me. What really brought me some joy, I had to just go out and just start trying things. And it didn't mean that I didn't want to, um, it didn't mean anything about me if I didn't enjoy something. It just meant, oh, well, maybe that's just not the thing that I want to try. Maybe I don't want to sell tea, right? Which I didn't. Maybe I didn't want to paint, which turns out I didn't. Like, it was neat but I didn't want to do it. It wasn't fulfilling to me. And then I found coaching along the way. Like I never would have found coaching unless I sold tea for crying out loud. Like you gotta just try things and then you get to incorporate them. Trying new things is part of the process to finding that feeling of fulfillment. There's not a magic red pill to swallow to do this. We have to be active participants in our life to find the fulfillment. Now, If your brain is telling you, um, this is number three, if your brain's telling you, I'm just lazy, I should be working harder, I want to let you know I have been there. It turns out this is another lie. The truth is you're working too hard. The truth is you need to step back and reconnect with yourself. And for my clients, this may look like taking baby steps, like turning off notifications, taking 15 minutes each morning to sit still and do nothing, not checking email after five, learning how to time block their calendar to make time for themselves to just do the things that they want to do just for themselves. This is the hardest for the lawyers I work with because our whole lives, we've been told that we need to work hard. We've derived our self-worth from working hard. It seems incongruous that we should work less to achieve our goals or to move closer to the feelings of fulfillment we're seeking, But time and time again with myself and with my clients, this is the truth that I see. This is the truth that they experience. So this lie that you should be working harder is just a thought. It's a thought that I still have, but I have the tools to counteract it now so I see it faster and can counteract it faster. I waste less time in it. Now, if you spend time thinking this thought, ask yourself how much time you're wasting staying there instead of just loving where you are right now and celebrating what you've accomplished. Things will start shifting for you. You will take more action towards what you want to create in your life if you stop beating yourself up and just say, oh, okay, that's just a thought. Recognizing it and starting to celebrate what you have accomplished. Change your focus. Okay, I talked about that in the last episode. Change your focus, move your attention. Number four, I don't know. Okay, this is all I have to say about that. Just stop thinking this thought. (laughs) Just stop. It's the least helpful thought ever. If I could pull a thought out of your brain right now with like a little, I don't know, little claw, (laughs) I would pull this one out of your brain. Seriously, just stop. You always know the answer. You always know what's right for you. Following what feels right to you and trusting yourself is just a new skill you haven't practiced. Saying I don't know puts your brain in an unresourceful state. So instead, always ask yourself, if I did know the answer, 
what would I say? Like if somebody that I admired knew the answer, what would they say? Like there's always a way to ask yourself something in a way where you will find the answer on your own. Number five, and this, this is, these are two thoughts. I don't want to waste time and energy if I don't know if it's the thing, right? The thing you want to do. And the second thought is maybe I won't follow through on fill in the blank new thing anyway. Why bother? So I put these two thoughts together because they're basically the same thing. Remember when I talked about strategic byproducts, if I believed these thoughts, then I would have missed out on everything I learned starting a tea business online. Without pursuing that business, I never would have bumped into coaching. So I wouldn't even be a coach or have this podcast if I didn't try something new and allow myself to be scared. Okay, so just take a look at these five lies. Where do they show up in your life? These five lies are really important to know where they show up because if you're feeling called to do more or be more in your life, your brain is going to pop these thoughts up. They're just going to just be boom, right in front of your brain. They're going to be front and center. They're going to feel so powerful and big. And it's up to you to use your brain and say, hey, I see you. I see you brain. I see what you're doing. I want more, even if it means feeling uncomfortable. I want more, even if it means trying new things that I might fail at. I want more, even if you're telling me I can't do it or I won't do it because I really want it. And you don't have to have a why. You just wanting it is enough. All right. You can't think your way out of a problem with the same brain that you use to get into the problem. You've got to start rewiring it to get the result you want in your life. Questioning these thoughts is one step you can take to start doing this. If you need help with this, I am here for you. Book a call with me at dinacataldo.com. I can help you learn to make the best decisions for yourself to get you closer to clarity and fulfillment. I love coaching. It is so freaking magical. It can truly help us achieve anything. I really believe that. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.